how do you know when they've showered last? Maybe they're using that bath as an actual <laughs> bath. Welcome back to another Bachelor Recap, listeners. Do I always say listeners at the end of that? Yeah, <laughs> listeners and viewers, you should say. Listeners. Sh- should I say Shandies? Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelor Recap Shandies. That sounds, no, that wrong. sounds wrong. I say listeners, you but I mean, listeners. half of our audience is on YouTube. Well, they also are listening, so it's not wrong. <laughs> okay. How are you, Andy? I'm today? doing okay. How are you? I'm good. You look dashing. Dashing? Look at that. All those Roman... What is that? What's going on there? It's art. That's beautiful. Is it's, that like the Sistine Chapel? Is that was that taken from that? I should know the answer to that, but I don't. But it is art turned into a print. And I, I often wonder when you when an artist paints something like this that is then turned into a dress if they are happy about that. I imagine they would be. I mean, their art gets to live on. Oh, are you kidding? I mean, the person who painted that has probably been dead for like a thousand years. I don't know about that. <laughs> That looks more like maybe 600 years. <laughs> yeah, they'd be very happy. Yeah, maybe. They'd probably be happy if like someone was doing something with their art like a few years after they were dead. The same question could be applied to Brahms. Is he happy that his Hungarian dance was played in The Bachelor? He has to be happy. Oh, you think he would be upset? He'd be like, oh, this show is stupid. I don't want my song played. <laughs> I feel like Brahms had a sense of humor. I feel like he would be into he it. Would everybody, they don't care. No one would even think about what the the medium is mm-hmm. they would just be like holy shit my these- song is being played to a mass audience yeah and by the way they may think the show is stupid and they'll definitely think the show they won't even their head will explode they won't even <laughs> they don't know stupid is not an adjective it'd just be like bonkers yeah but they will know because the person guiding them through this this future journey i'm assuming there's like a guide <laughs> okay. anyway my point is they will know that that is being broadcast to millions mm-hmm. of people. And the biggest concert Brahms ever had, probably ever, maybe 1,500 people. Mm. Maybe at the same time in the whole world, 1,500 people were listening to a Brahms concerto or symphony at one time. Yeah. Now it's millions in the Yeah, future. in a world that has smartphones and TikTok yeah. and air he, travel. He would be over <laughs> the moon. Have TikTok and air travel next to each other. TikTok and him. TikTok and air travel. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> wow, we're tangent already today. Do we have housekeeping before we get going? Well, we're gonna be in Ottawa next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next recap will be from my my parents' house in Ottawa. Yes. You have seen it before. Studio four. <laughs> yes. And anything else? No, I think we should get to it. Yeah. Lucky number seven. Yes. I love me some episode seven. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah, it's a good episode. I mean, in general. I'm not saying oh, this particular always. episode. Oh, always. I always good. like episode seven. Yeah, it's where the things really start happening. Yeah. Okay, so episode seven picks up in Budapest. Is it Budapest or Budapest? It's so funny you say that, but this morning I was thinking about that. And I, I mean, it is Budapest. Like, if you really so. want to say it right. Yeah. But I think Americanized, it's Budapest. And then I was thinking, am I a dick for saying Budapest in conversation? Mm. The way people like, you know, like people say like, like mozzarella. I hate that. (laughs) Don't say that. It's mozzarella. You're in America. Yeah. Like unless you're Italian, then you could say anything you want. Are you in Barcelona? Mm. Like if I'm from like, you know, like Dallas, Texas, Mm -hmm. do I say I'm going to Barcelona or do I say I'm going to Barcelona? Yeah. I would find you less irritating if you said Barcelona. My point exactly. I think it's Budapest. Okay. 
to not be annoying. Yeah. But it is Budapest. And if there's one thing we always aim for, it's to not be annoying. Yes, that's the key. <laughs> the key to life. Yeah. Okay, so everyone's talking about how gorgeous Budapest is, and yeah. it is indeed gorgeous. We've never been. We hope to go one day. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about Budapest. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse and Zach have a coffee now. Jesse reports that Greer is feeling better and is on her way. And Zach <laughs> pretends to care some more. Yeah. The one-on-one date card arrives and it's for Katie. Mm. Very powerful oh, yeah. moment, I think, because yeah. I mean, I, I think that this second one-on-one, it's the second one-on-one where someone doesn't go home. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think he would hand that out lightly. No. And so Katie's one-on-one. They take a funicular. Zach says they still don't know the little details about each other. And if she has a random question to ask it, and he's like, for example, what's your favorite color? And she says, purple. You like purple. Oh, you know that about me. Yeah. I would guess that if it was a newlyweds game, I'd say your favorite color is purple. I also love purple. I would say it's my favorite color. You know, it's for me, it's periwinkle. What color is prettier than periwinkle? Also, what word is prettier than periwinkle? I love how she was like, purple. It was really cute. (laughs) They come up to a typewriter now and write poems for each other and read them to each other. And Andy, you said that was a Hallmark card, not a poem. No, it was not a poem. It was still lovely. It did crack me up how they would just like type it and then read it to each other. It was the kind of it was really no different than what they might say to each other anyway. Like, I'm really excited to see where things go. Yeah, it was just written on a typewriter. (laughs) Yeah. There's no difference. (laughs) Which I have to admit does add a coolness factor. Yeah, well, the typewriter is always cool. If you do anything on a typewriter, it's cool. Yeah. Katie, I cracked up at the end. She's like, love Katie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it reminds me when I was a kid, I used to give my parents birthday cards and I would sign it from Andy Levine. One year they they actually called me out on it. Yeah. Like I was so ashamed that that never happened again. Oh, you're so susceptible to shame. Yeah. My mom was like, you know, we know your last name. And I was like, oh, (laughs) that's where it all began. We have to point out screenshot going up now. She signs it. Love Katie spelled K-A-T-Y. She also agrees with us. Okay, so while they kiss and dance in the town square now, she jokes, it's going to be tough to say bye to you at the end of all this. Ah, telling. Yes. She jokes. She says it jokingly. Yeah. And he says, don't even talk about that. More telling. The lightness with which she was like, it's going to be tough to say bye to you. You know what I do in this show? This is how I pick my winners. I imagine it's you. I imagine I'm the bachelor. Okay. And you're the contestant. Okay. And I've just met you. Mm -hmm. What would I say to you in these moments and what would you say to me? I can see myself saying this. That's what I'm saying. And I could see myself responding like that. Yeah. Actually, no, you would be like, yeah. Oh, I would make a joke. I'd be like, yeah. "Yeah." (laughs) But, you know, there's so many more hotter women over here. (laughs) So back at the hotel, the group date card arrives and going on this date are Ariel, Charity, Gabby, and Kat. This is not, not, things aren't looking good for Kat. Not good. Apparently Zach's not a cat guy. No, he's a dog guy, apparently. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) Explain the joke. Kat in her ITM cries, it just doesn't make sense. Why didn't he choose me? And Andy, you said, I'm so hot. (laughs) She says she's trying not to close off. Like, doesn't he miss her as much as she misses him? Another clip previewed all the way back on night one for the season. Yep. 
and more reverse reverse psychology happening there mm-hmm. in the evening on the date katie and her itm calls zach perfect but she's being cautious with her heart he brings her to the oldest bathhouse in hungary he toasts to her making him feel special safe and flabbergasted i thought this was ah. cute because it was clearly some sort of inside joke that we weren't privy to and mm. i think having inside jokes is sort of you know yeah especially it becomes your stage. language it's early yeah, if but you already have inside jokes. That means there's something going on. That's true. I don't really picture him having inside jokes with charity. Yeah, charity, Brooklyn, anybody. Yeah. Katie tells Zach he can ask her anything. He says he wants to know what she wants. She says a family, stability, a man that's going to be there for her. And Word Watch One comes now. She says, I think you'd make a great father and I think you'd make a great husband. He seems to love hearing this. Mm. Zach loves being told what a great husband and dad he'll be. He does like that. Yeah. I guess who wouldn't like that now that I think about it? Yeah, it's a nice compliment. It is. She reveals he wouldn't meet her dad at her hometown because he left when she was young. She didn't meet him until she was 16. And he seemed to try to come back into my brother and I's life. She said, <sighs> we're not going to make fun of her because. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's because okay. of the context. She gets a pass. She it gets, gets a, a pass. pass. But I'm saying it because we're planting the seed for something later on yes. in this recap. Teaser. Her mother began a relationship with another man who ended up becoming her sort of father figure. He's the one who took her to basketball practice and picked her up from school. And then when she was in grade eight, he left. <sighs> so she lost two father figures. Oof. This was this was a chilling. Also, her delivery, like she clearly is one of those people that smiles through pain. Yeah. So she delivered all this quite lightly and with a smile on her face. And I got to give Zach credit. This is, you know, where Zach shines, I think, is when he gives a bespoke answer where he's not trying to relate. He doesn't do that thing where he tries to relate with an imperfect comparison. Instead, he is appropriately speechless. Yeah. And you could tell it just really impacted him. He said he just can't fathom it. You can't put yourself in those shoes unless you've been through it. Yeah. And now Katie drops her head and seems to sort of hide her face from the camera. And she says, I don't know what I want. And he whispers, it's okay, just share what you want. And now they're both whispering. This was some great fourth wall breakage. Like it kind of felt like we saw her trying to hide from the camera and and just sort of want to get away from it. The whispering, whenever anyone's like, why are they whispering? It's because you feel intimate. You feel like maybe they can't hear you somehow. Sure. And it also felt like she had been told or encouraged to some degree to share what she shared. I felt like we were kind of seeing... A little behind the curtain there. Yeah. And I think that Zach really cared in this moment. He wasn't oh, just going through the motions. Totally. He was like, stop. Yeah, like, if like, I've nothing- got to save you. I've yes. got to protect you. Yes. It was like, if you don't want to share anything more, like, stop. You can stop right yeah. there. Okay. So he gives her the rose, obviously. Katie in her ITM says, I'm literally on cloud nine. Uh, cloud 11? Cloud 12? Uh, is that a thing? To no. her credit, she says, is that a thing? She does. And yes. I give her credit for that. But to put this to bed, cloud nine <laughs> is a... Is a Cloud, it's cumulonimbus. It's the ninth cloud that they named out of the 10 types of clouds. Okay. So it's the highest cloud. Well, so there's no cloud 10? There is a cloud 10, but it's lower. The whole <laughs> point is cloud nine is the highest cloud of the 10 types of clouds. Okay. So so enough of this. It's cloud nine. That's it. There's no higher cloud. I love cloud. how you're more hung up on that than the fact that she's literally on cloud nine. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah that's obviously that, I guess. There's two, two flaws there. <laughs> okay, so they head to one of the baths now and make out very steamy chemistry. I mean, Katie, this is hers to lose at this point. Yeah, he cares. He wants to be with her. This is it. Yeah. Okay, so now we have our group date. They enter a theater where Zach tells them Budapest is the birthplace of magic. 
And now a magician slash mentalist arrives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mentalist. I never know what to call it. Is it a magician mentalist? No, there's a, a mentalist is a type of magician. Yeah. Okay. It's so like I magician should... and then mentalist is a subcategory. Okay. So I should just say mentalist. the mentalist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mentalist slash magician. He does a trick where he draws a heart on Zach's hand and then it appears on Gabby's hand. Yeah. I thought this was uh I kept thinking about how cool. he did that. Mom, I love magic. Do, you really do love magic. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't end up with a magician. No, I wouldn't want to be with a magician. So you're not turned on by magicians? You just like magic? Well, because it's, it's the kind of thing you don't want to be too close to. Because I feel like ah, if I were with a magician... It ruins it. Yeah, and magic is very performative, and I don't like that. I got it, yeah. And all, it's sort of like being with a comedian. Like, I love that you're as funny as any comedian. You're as, as funny as the funniest comedian to me. But you're not a comedian. Because it's, it's different in my days of... Finding a comedian like, ooh, he's so funny, like he's probably yeah. this and this and this. And then when I would actually meet them, it was always some sort of a letdown. And you realize yeah. that it's a performance of sorts. And it's the same with magic. Like I, I want to enjoy it for what it is. They're on stage and I'm in the audience and then just leave it at that. Don't meet your heroes. Yeah. Important rule. I've even, and I'll tell you something, I've met a couple of people in my life that are were heroes of mine. Mm-hmm. Heroes of mine? Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and most people who have been even in the hero universe for me, yeah. I meet and I'm like, that kind of ruined it. But a couple of times I've met them and they've been super cool. Yeah. And you know what? It still makes me appreciate them a little less. It oh. never works. It never makes you feel better about the product that they produce. Mm -hmm. So don't meet your heroes, but especially not magicians. <laughs> I do love magic, though. Yeah, you do. You love magic. Uh, you love magic more than anyone I've ever dated <laughs> who's liked magic. <laughs> we watch America's Got Talent, and when Shin Lim won, yeah. you surprised me with tickets oh, when yeah. there ended up being a magic show down in Times Square, where we would normally try not to venture. You took me there, and I was so excited. That was the most satisfying gift I've ever given you. Yeah, I You was gave really... me a really good reaction. Yeah. So my question to you is, what was your theory on how he did that thing on our hand? I have a theory about how he did this. Okay. I think that at some point, like they introduced themselves, he shook her hand mm -hmm. and there was one of those like sort of invisible ink things on his hand. Mm -hmm. And, and like it, a stick on thing. Yeah. And it kind of like, is one of those things that it appears slowly, like, okay. like as the sweat kind of hits it, it kind of slowly appears. So she wouldn't immediately be like, oh, there's a heart on my hand after yeah. he shook my hand. Yeah. He's just like, and that was it. It's done. <laughs> Glad we figured that out. Actually, if there are any shandies out there, I mean, you would love to know. Yeah, are there any shandy magicians? Shandy, shandigicians, shandigicians. Okay, so the mentalist now announces he's going to read the ladies' minds. I feel like this date it wins the, all the awards for starting out seeming super fun and becoming very oh, yeah. fun very quickly. Yeah. He has Gabby think of a word for Zach. She says safety and comfort, and then he shows a chalkboard where he's already written down both words. Yeah. I never understand theory how they do for that. how this works. I have works, no Andy? idea. I've thought about this many times, and I have no idea how they do that. For Ariel, he says she's a mystery. She's protecting her heart at any cost. What's the reason? And the word there is heartbreak. He gets to them all. This He's, is a really good showcase for this mentalist. Yeah. I mean, that being said, he could just be an actor, and they just cut and had him write it down. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. true. But I believe it. I believe he did this. Charity, he asked what the reason her previous relationship didn't work was. That was 
terrible grammar, but everyone followed, I know. Mm -hmm. And the word is infidelity. And Charity breaks down here, starts crying. There's a lot of crying on this group date. This is the saddest magic show I've ever seen. (laughs) And we, by the way, at this point, we're like, wow, this guy's such a find. It seems like B plus A minus level magician. Oh, he's at least as good as any magician we've ever seen on a cruise ship. That's what he should put. (laughs) (laughs) At least as good as any magician you've ever seen on a cruise ship. I actually meant that as a compliment when it came out of my mouth. (laughs) So, Andy, I have a bone to pick with your average razor. Oh, yeah, sure. Let me hear it. Let's hear the bone. (laughs) I feel like razors should have come further along than they have, personally, considering how... They're such an integral part of our grooming habits. And that is why I'm such a fan of Athena Club. It's like that designer razor that you always want whenever you use a razor. And every single time you're like, oh, this sucks. And then with the Athena, you're like, oh, my God, it's so buttery soft. You know that within the blade, they have embedded water activated serum with shea butter and hyaluronic acid. Oh, that's cool. It's amazing. I mean, these are really good ingredients that you would normally go and purchase separately. These are part and parcel with your razor blade. I'll be honest. Like when I heard we were doing this Athena, uh-huh. I was excited to try out the razor. Because I haven't used a razor in like 15 years. Oh, isn't that nice for you? <laughs> <laughs> but I picked a part of my body, which we, we don't have to discuss. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I tested it out. And I will tell you that it is not what I remember razors being like. No, it is so not your average razor. This, you... this is a Cadillac of razor, a Ferrari no, it's a Cadillac, which Ferrari breaks down sometimes. You know that their razors have thousands of five-star reviews. And I have to admit, I was kind of, okay, I'm going to be honest. At first, I was like, how good can a razor be? And then I saw the reviews, and I was like, well, apparently it can be pretty good. And then I tried the razor, and I was like, oh, my God, this is life-changing. It's everything you want a razor to be. Plus, it comes with this magnetic oh, hook I, yeah. in your shower oh, that I'm obsessed with. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, when you're it done. It looks good. It looks. It makes your shower look better than it did without the razor Oh, there. our upstairs shower looks nicer because of this it, razor it, now. It, it, it elevates our shower. Yes. I'm not kidding. It's, we're dead serious. You know what this is? This is, I feel, from your feedback and just from my... Oh, I mean, my, uh, you don't know where I used it. From my experience, I feel like this is the last time you have to think about razors. Like you have a lot to do in your life. Mm-hmm. Why should you have to think about, oh, this razor, I should probably get another. Just, this is it. You never have to think about razors again. Plus the value is really there. For $9, you get the handle, which is the color of your choice. You get two razor heads. You get the magnetic hook. And this lasts you for a very long time. And then from there, you don't ever have to think about refills again because you can set how often you want refills to be sent your way. So this is it. This is the end of your razor thoughts. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Plus, I know this stuff doesn't really matter, but it kind of does. They're really cute. They're Mm. cute razors. Mine is lilac. And it's pretty. Every time I reach for it, I'm like, this is such a, this is so much nicer than what I normally use. It's such a life upgrade. So show your skin you care with the Athena Club Razor Kit. Head to athenaclub.com and use code DEARSHANDY for 25% off your first order. Again, that's Athena Club, A-T-H-E-N-A club.com and use code DEARSHANDY for 25% off. Athena Club also just launched in Target stores this month nationwide. So be sure to check out the shaving aisle to buy their products in real life. So Charlene, if you woke up during the week and I was in the kitchen and I yelled upstairs, I said, hey, Charlene, would you like a smoothie with the following? Strawberry, banana, peach, raspberry, oats, and goji berry. Would you love me more? 
Yes. <laughs> Daily harvest. You'll be loved more. <laughs> a lot of these are ingredients we're not just keeping around the house. And let me tell you, the smoothies, I mean, all of them, they're bowls, they're flatbreads, they're smoothies. They're so convenient. They live in your freezer. And there are days where you don't have the stuff on hand to make a delicious smoothie, the ingredients on hand to make lunch. I use these constantly. We do consume a lot of daily harvest in this house. You could say that we consume harvest on the daily. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Because their ingredients are flash frozen at mm-hmm. peak freshness. Yeah. So it really does feel like you are, you get to reap the oh. benefits. You reap the harvest. Nice. I think we're, we're there. <laughs> no, but seriously, you can taste that. Mm-hmm. It's important to know. That's the thing. To me, that's the differentiator is that it tastes fresh even though it is frozen. Yeah. And that's not easy to do. I could take a blind taste test. You give me any frozen meal and a fresh meal, like let's say broccoli. I'm going to tell you which one's frozen. I know right yeah, away. Yeah, because it's this, mushy. I challenge you at home. I challenge you. Do a taste test. This first, the fresh vegetable. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> So let Daily Harvest do more so you can do less. Go to dailyharvest.com slash Shandy to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash Shandy for up to $40 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash Shandy. Okay, so now it's Kat's turn. The mentalist asks if Kat is ready to have Zach meet her family. And she says, I think so. Mm. And starts to cry as well. He asks if she has wanted to leave. And she says, yes. Some of these questions were uh, so specific to each each of their challenges that it kind of felt like a producer had maybe tipped him off on what to ask, but yeah, who am I? To I think there was probably challenge? a little, a little meeting before this. Yeah. They went over certain points. And- In Kat's ITM, she says she didn't want to share that. It's a taboo. I loved this fourth wall breakage. It yeah. shows that she knows what show she's on. And it oh, reminded yeah. me of last week when she was like, everything's fine. Uh, overall, this date seems super intense and emotional. And we basically got nothing from Zach other than him comforting with his eyes. Yeah, he was really not offering a lot. No, I guess that was part, part of his uh, instructions. Maybe. maybe he was as disappointed as they were about how sad this magic show was. <laughs> In the evening, the vibe is still pretty negative. The women are very emotional and stressed out. And they seem concerned, all of them, about feeling like what they had shared might be misconstrued by Zach, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like crying, like so suddenly much. bursting into tears. I think yeah. the only person who didn't burst into tears at some point here was Ariel. Yeah, yeah. Ariel's cool as a cucumber. Yeah. Okay, and now we get Word Watch 2. Charity says, I'm here for marriage. I'm here to find my partner, my husband. Zach arrives, and going into the one-on-one time with all the ladies, Andy, you declared that Kat would be getting this group date rose. Oh, I was sure of it. Yeah. I felt that it was going to go to Gabby because they would try to make Kat lose it even more. Yeah. But suffice to say, we both thought Kat would would be getting a rose this week. Ariel gets one-on-one time first. We learn her father said she couldn't go on The Bachelor because it's all orgies. (laughs) 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 I'm so excited to meet her family now. Yeah, yeah. She does a great Ukrainian accent. Oh, so good. And she opens up about her family, the Ukrainian Jewish community in New York. She says she has so much love in her family and friends, but that she wants some love outside of all that. So basically she wants a partner, blah, blah, blah. She's definitely bachelorette. I think so. How yeah. could she not be? It's it's insane. Like, and, and even with the war in Ukraine, 
It's so timely. Oh, my! someone said that in the comments last week. They were like, oh, actually, well, it's funny. Earlier in the season, Andy, you were like, I think Ariel's Jewish. Yeah. And then someone else said in the comments that Ariel's Ukrainian. And then I just feel like, how could they not crown her bachelorette? She is perfect. She's bachelorette. She's I perfect. I put money on it. And by the way, um, my family was also Ukrainian Jewish. Yeah. So, so you know. So you should be friends with Ariel. I should be friends with Ariel. <laughs> That's the conclusion. Yeah. You know, it says a lot that you would be interested in being friends with Ariel. Both of us would. That, that says sense. something about her likability. Yeah, I, I love, agree. I love how when we were last week, we were like, no one doesn't like Ariel. And some people were like, I don't like yeah. Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> I love the it's way. Like, <laughs> like, okay, let's tally it up. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. You know, interesting story. Um, my my great grandfather my great grandparents uh-huh. escaped from ukraine back then it was soviet mm-hmm. and it was a bad scene yeah. very bad for jews yeah and they escaped they paid a farmer to hide them in a horse-drawn carriage under some hay my great-grandfather my great-grandmother and their three kids who were my grandfather his tw- he actually had an identical twin who died like oh. a year later at like two oh. it was very sad and his sister and they, he drove them to the port. He paid them like, I don't know, like like 100 rubles or something. They, the, the farmer drove them to the port under this hay, got them on a boat, and they came to New York. Incredible. Yeah, from Ukraine in like 1899. That farmer was a good person. He was. He probably got killed after that. <laughs> I mean, let's open up. <laughs> He made a bad deal, 100 rubles for his life. We're focusing on the wrong thing there. Yeah. So here I am, Slava, Ukraine. Oh, thanks for sharing that, Andy. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Charity has one on one time now. She says it was a heavy date for her. She hasn't forgiven herself for mistakes she made in her past relationship. And she doesn't want Zach to think she's not ready. She is. Her fear is with the process, not with him. He says with her, it's not just a spark. There's a possible forever future. We were a little caught up on the fact that he was telling her this just because we don't think he's picking Charity. I maintain what I've been saying for weeks about Charity that I, it feels first date-ish. Yeah. It now at this point feels second date-ish. Like it doesn't feel like they have a forever future. If everyone else was behind her, then I would feel differently. It's just when there's people like Gabby and Katie still around, it's, uh, to me, it's misleading. Just watch their time together. Yes. It's very, anyone, someone could come from another galaxy and land on this planet and be like, Charity and Zach are not ending up together. Yeah. It sometimes almost feels like Charity is so shy around him, she can't even look him in the eyes. Yeah. She she often is kind of like looking down. It just feels so formal. It doesn't feel familiar. That's what I'm always looking for is familiarity. So speaking of familiarity, Gabby now has one-on-one time. She says her brain has a million things going on in it at all times. She's super ADHD. It's a big part of her life. Does he want to deal with all that confusion? And Zach says that he follows her. I thought this was cute. He's like, I follow you. And she brings a personality that's really fun to be around. And she says she can't wait for him to meet her family. Like the, to me, the familiarity is really seeing charity yeah. followed by Gabby. One felt like an interview and yeah. the other felt like, Oh yeah, I'll see you next week. More talk of emotions among the women. Now lots yeah, of crying. Lots of Andy, emotions. you said, can you imagine if emotions was Oof. the word watch word? <laughs> I would have been so mad at you had you chosen that word. Okay, so now cats one-on-one time. Zach says what she revealed that day makes him nervous. Uh, He's doing that thing that he does where he clearly has already lost interest, but he's putting it on her. Yeah. Sorry, I'm swallowing a little bit of 
of nut in my mouth. <laughs> you were saving nut that long? I wasn't saving it. It was kind of like moving around my mouth and I was trying not to make it audible and I finally swallowed it. You had plenty of chances to swallow that <laughs> nut. <laughs> it was a tiny piece of nut, like the amount of nut that gets caught in your tooth. Why don't you just admit that you enjoyed having that nut in your mouth? I didn't enjoy having that nut in my mouth. Normally I would, I can admit that, but when I'm trying to speak and there's a microphone in my face, no. Oh, okay. But I didn't want to get off track. That's how dedicated I am. Wow. I have to be really specific here just because I don't want anyone to misunderstand what I mean here. I just feel that Zach took what she said to the mentalist. Like, I'm not sure about him meeting my family. Like, I've thought about leaving. And he's like, that makes me nervous. Hmm, Give me a break. break. If he was going to pick Kat, he would be like, let's talk about that. Like, at what point did you feel that way? Uh, Like, let's get on the same page. He has already checked out. He's fishing for outs. Yes. He's fishing. Not not outs. Was out. He already has an out. He's fishing for outs that make him look okay. Yeah, yeah, that put it on her. Yeah, he yeah. wants he wants to acquit himself. Yes. In all of these situations. Yes. That's his priority. <laughs> she says it's been so hard there have been days where she didn't want to do it anymore and the one thing she's sure about in all this is him. He says he feels better now. <laughs> He feels better. I found this conversation very weirdly edited. It felt kind of abrupt. Like he was like, I'm concerned. And then she's like pouring it all out. She's crying. She's super emotional. And he's like, I feel better. And she's like, great. And it just felt like either they're so familiar that they don't even need to talk about it. Or he's already checked out and he's just going to appease her and then send her home at the rose ceremony. You know what I mean? We later on find out it was indeed the latter. But at this point, I was kind of like, are they that familiar? I I was starting to have my doubts based on this conversation. Sorry, I'm distracted by something. What? I I realized I called Ukraine part of the Soviet Union Mm. when my great grandparents left. But it's actually it was it was the Russian Empire. Oh, okay. It was Nicholas, Czar Nicholas. Okay. It was bothering me. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's cute. No, I'm glad you corrected yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, that's not cute, but I'm glad you corrected I that. Know. Okay, so Zach returns and gives this group Tate Rose to Gabby. <laughs> not not to say an I told you so. You got an I told you so. I, uh, Take it. Take it with pride. Kat starts to lose it now. Oh, yeah. She says it doesn't feel good to not feel wanted. Ah. We'll get to Kat later. Okay, so now it's Greer time. Greer time. She's got her serious strut going on now in her B-roll. <laughs> she, yeah, she looks like an album cover. Yeah. She's got her trench coat on, her crop top. Yeah, she's ready to rock. She says in her ITM, I mean, testing negative. I feel like the stars are really aligned. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, you said that's not really giving the stars a lot of credit. Yeah. Like, come on, Beetlejuice, over over a couple parsecs. And okay, good. We've got no COVID for Greer. <laughs> she visits Zach in his hotel room. They haven't seen each other in three weeks. They chat. She says she really sees something with him. And Zach's like, <sighs> About that. <laughs> he says he plays back the first night a lot. That first impression, it was so fast and hot. Mm, yeah. He says a lot has gone on over the last few weeks. That's always a good sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's still trying to piece everything together. It felt mm. like he was stalling. And she says she would love to introduce him to her family. I honestly, I feel like all she, the only person she's had to talk to over the last three weeks has been or however many weeks, has been her producer who's been like, oh, yeah, there's definitely something there. And the guy testing her for COVID. (laughs) Those are the two people. That's it. Yeah, it just felt like how could she 
just based on how like two weeks ago when she got that rose and she was like, I really think I'm going home. That conversation, that that Zoom date went horribly. It felt like she knew that she was on the chopping block. It just didn't really jive with You know this. what I think? I think it's that feeling, you know, when you have, you've been sick for a while and I don't know how sick she was. They say oh, she may true. have been asymptomatic, but either way, when you've been sick for a while and you're healthy again, you feel like you could conquer <laughs> the world. It's true. Yeah, nothing can stop you. It's so true. Zach says to give a hometown rose, he has to feel 100% confident. He doesn't feel that. He doesn't want to string her along. He's sorry. And now Greer starts to cry. Like, I lied. I'm not negative. <laughs> 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 She, oh, Andy, you were really hung up on the fact that, and as some people pointed this out like last week, but how Logan got sent home. Yeah. What was up with, I don't, I, what? I still have my issues with that. What was we that? St- we wondered if he actually tested positive for COVID or if there was something else something going on. Something else going on there. Yeah. Makes no sense. Exactly the same situation. Mm-hmm. While she cries, Zach tells her she's an incredible woman. She's whispering now, says she respects it. Thanks for him for his honesty. She's grown a lot. It ends very amicably. She takes it very well. A lot of more crying. She seems really focused on how they were robbed of time, which I can picture being harder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if she had just been sent home at that last rose ceremony, she'd be like scratching her head, like what happened? But the idea of being robbed of time and that being the thing, I think makes her more sad. Sure. Of course. But, but we have to talk about this. Now, Zach, this is a very, this is a very unique Bachelor and Zach. Yeah. I use the word unique loosely, but (laughs) he doesn't seem to do anything with these people that makes him sour on them. It's almost like the things that make him sour on them are things that happen with other people. So that's why producers have nothing to work with. Like, we don't know why he stopped liking Greer. There's Mm. no evidence of it. There's nothing that happened on screen that we have seen that suggests anything went downhill with Greer. Well, yeah, and he also can't articulate it. He can't articulate it. Yeah. He doesn't tell them why. We don't see it. So it's like a story. It's like a it's like a mystery, like a murder mystery, where at the end, the guy who killed the person is like the mailman you never yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah, a character yeah. who wasn't like, in it. Yeah, it was always yeah. some random guy. He just killed him. Like, wait, I watched this whole movie with all these characters to see a stranger it's, kill the guy? I will say, at first, I thought I liked this about him as Bachelor, was his, you know, how honest he is. And if he doesn't like, yeah. you know, he sent Brianna home, he sent Bailey home, these people that's like, I honestly, I just don't feel it. And he's sending them home. But when it gets a little further into the season, and it starts somewhere so strong and then ends with him clearly losing interest in a in a serious yeah. way like a complete 180 kind of thing i think we need someone who can explain that a little better than just being like oh we lost so much time but and i mean knowing zach he really clings to the lifeline of like oh yeah we were robbed of time like that is very zach yeah to be like that's what it was but give me a break he wanted to send her home two weeks ago and he was forced to keep her I agree. It's very, very odd. Yeah. And I'm not faulting anybody. Honestly, like like this happens. Like you just lose interest. Yeah. You can't put your finger on it always. Or sometimes you meet someone else. I think now, now that I really, really, really think Katie's winning. Uh-huh. I think that he knew it was Katie from like day two. Okay. And he's the type of person who like when he finds his person, everyone else becomes invisible. Mm. They're gone. They're they're not there on earth anymore. Okay. And I think that he is delicate, more delicate with some people than other people, but maybe he likes them a little more on the spectrum of not caring about them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> but with some people, it's just like, nothing happened with you, Greer. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing, except I met Katie. Yeah. Nothing happened with you. Cat. Well, am I going to spoil the ending now? <laughs> I mean, I assume everyone's watched the show. Yeah. Let's not. Some people don't watch the show. They just watch the recut. Oh. So technically I can't Well, spoil. I mean, we. this is a recap of a show that has already aired. We're not going to tailor our recap to the people who didn't watch the show. I right. mean, we cat gets sent home. My point is, is that sometimes, and we've probably all done this, mm-hmm. when you meet the person, the number two, number three, and number four, let's say you're lucky enough to have that kind of lineup, mm-hmm. they become like... They don't exist. Mm-hmm. And or that's maybe not, you, you're a bad person. It's just a natural human thing. You're like, I'm in love with this person. I don't have eyes for anybody else. Yeah. Or maybe you're so like careful. You you love your first choice so much that you want your actual second, third choice not even to be in the running because you don't want to confuse yourself. So your actual two, three, four are really your four, five, six. Yes. And I want to make it clear that there are certain things about Zach I'm not crazy about, uh-huh. but this one I don't fully fault him for because it's a human thing. Like you're put in this. Yeah, but we're giving him, you're basing it on your theory that in fact, it's because he likes Katie Best and he doesn't want. I'm giving him a benefit of the I, doubt. I, I You're right. I just, there's enough evidence of Zach just totally turning on a dime and almost becoming cold that in a way that I, I don't know if I want to give him that credit. So I agree. There's two sides of the coin. Okay. Either you give him. <laughs> you agree now. <laughs> I agree and disagree. You either give him the benefit of the doubt uh-huh. and assume that he has met the love of his life early in the season and everything else. He's now going through the motions and sometimes he's like, you know, struggling. Yeah. He doesn't know how to act. And yeah. I don't blame him for that. Or he's that kind of guy who just like on a dime, there's no explanation, loses feelings for you and is cold. Yeah, I just to me, that's how it seems. He just seems cold. He seems almost rude. The Jess thing last week really rubbed me wrong. Yeah, I agree. How he put it on her. It's like, oh, what's the big deal? Oh, all you care about is a one-on-one. And that's not what she's saying. He's not listening to what yeah. she's saying. And he and he's like, well, now I'm worried. It's like, give me a break. Well, he's also it's also self-preservation. The part of it that I don't like is his self-preservation. Yes. I always feel that that's a common theme throughout his rejections. Yeah, he wants like, to look good. how can I make good. Zach look good here? Yeah, and I got to say this also tracks, I mean, we're getting way ahead of ourselves here because we wanted to talk about this at the end, but yeah, we we'll will. talk about it now. We'll talk about it again. We can do whatever we want. It's our recap. Yeah. <laughs> but like the idea of Rachel, uh, what's her last name? Rachel Reckia. Good. Wow, Andy. But even that, similar thing. He was all in on Rachel and then something happens in the fantasy suite. We don't know what, but all of a sudden it's like she's dead to me. Yeah. And you know what's frustrating? We're never going to get a straight answer from Zach ever. No. Not in after the final rose, not in after after the final rose. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Never. We will never know. Yeah. That's a little annoying. Yeah. I got to tell you, I have a twitch in my eye that is driving me absolutely bonkers. Isn't that nuts? Uh, it's so weird. It's funny how your body like is so smart and does everything so right. And then sometimes it just, it's just like, it, it's stupid. <laughs> I do think that the eyelid one is the one that annoys me the most. Like you, when it happens with my, like in my leg or in my arm, I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun. But there's no <laughs> <laughs> really slow, slow year for you. huh? <laughs> no, but there's no reason for it. Yeah. It's like your your brain should be like, this is, this is, this is not right. Let's stop that. Mm-hmm. But it just keeps going. Yeah. 
Okay, so now it is Brooklyn's one-on-one. They ride bicycles. Brooklyn says the last time she was on a bike, she was 12. And yeah. Andy, you and I were floored by this. Andy, you said that's very ungreen of her. Yeah, the ocean is rising because of Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, yeah, we, that's we ride bikes. I mean, I ride a bike almost every day. I still ride a bike. I got yelled at the other day. Someone said, get a car. Wait, what? Someone yelled at me from a car because I was blo- I was driving, not in the bike lane, driving. Uh. I was biking like right in the middle of the of the street. Oh, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, but I was going fast. It was one of those electric bikes. Okay. I was going at a good yeah, rate. Yeah, but you should, still, you should be careful. I am super careful. I don't careful. like it when you bike so safely. I'm super careful. Okay. I promise you. Okay. I'm recklessly careful. Mm. There's a difference. Mm. But he was driving behind me and apparently I wasn't going fast enough. Okay. And he, he turned around me and yelled at me, go get a car. And that's, I was very offended by that. That's a funny thing. He should have said, get in the bike lane, not go get a car. Yeah. It was an interesting choice. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Okay. So they come now to what I thought was a hot air balloon, but we couldn't really see the hot air. No, I think it was just a balloon. A, a huge balloon. It was balloon. like a huge helium balloon. It was like the balloon in the that movie, that, that Pixar I hope movie. it wasn't a helium balloon because isn't, isn't helium... No, helium's okay. He, the problem with helium is it's in short supply. That's what I mean. Helium so, is yeah. precious. I'm not sure what we need helium for, though. I think there is a need for helium. Well, look who we have here to tell us. <laughs> Basically, our shanties have become Google for us. <laughs> That's true. It's like it's actually like they're like one notch above ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now they go to a spa house, a huge thermal bath, which apparently is the most Hungarian thing to do. Lots of they love baths. bathing in yeah. Hungary. Yeah. I got to say, Andy, when we saw this place, I uh, could not think no. of a place worse suited to you. Yeah, I wouldn't be into it. Oh, no. All that, this it. huge body of warm water. Yeah. It's all these sitting human bodies going into it. Some of them are clean. Some of them are not. <laughs> some of them aren't well. Like they go there to heal their to ailments. Heal ailments. Oh, Viral it's like ailments, your worst nightmare. <laughs> How do you know when they've showered last? Maybe they're using that bath as an actual <laughs> bath. Okay, so they chat with an elderly couple playing chess now. Apparently, they had their first date there in that same space 25 years ago. What I liked about this couple is that they didn't seem like a usual couple that had been enlisted. Yeah, they seemed like they actually were just like yeah, accosted they were like, while they were yeah, playing a Yeah, they're like, can we help you? You're staring at our chess game. Yeah, like we're trying to enjoy a game of chess in our bath. <laughs> now the couple, the couple, Brooklyn and Zach kiss in the bath while a huge crowd of blurred out faces cheers. Yeah. I like little moments like that because it reminds you that there is a whole camera crew. Yeah. Yeah, they're there. Oh, they are And they actually, I think they sectioned off half of the bath for them. Did you notice like everyone was on one side of the bath? Yeah. I thought it was interesting that they didn't get the bath without people in it. (laughs) Oh, I think they called the bath and the guys were like, we're not doing that. Yeah. You can have some of the bath, but you're not, you don't understand how much money we make at this bath. Yeah. (laughs) You can film at the bath, but we're not doing anything else. Yeah, you can't afford taking this whole bath. Square space is the place for web builders to live. Oh, they live. Oh my God. How good a name is Squarespace? It's the best name. It's a space that's square. Yes. And you fill it with great things that are made easy to fill by Squarespace. (laughs) And let's be real. That's square that you're seeking to fill. That's where we all live now. Yeah. Who doesn't have a computer? Who isn't on their computer all day long? Who isn't advertising what they do or what they sell 
on that square. Everybody has a website. And it's daunting. That square mm-hmm. that is a space is very daunting for a new web builder. And you need someone to to guide you through the forest. Yeah, it's so helpful to have a template mm-hmm. that you can plug your own information, your own graphics into. And so that's why we do love Squarespace, because they are the mecca of beautiful templates. Because like you said, that is a very daunting square. So Squarespace, in case you somehow don't know it, is the place. It's the ultimate destination for making a beautiful website with little to no knowledge of how to build a website. And I can speak from experience as someone who has multiple websites on Squarespace. You just don't need to know how to code anything. It's magic. Especially 7.1, you can physically move your images and your text around on your web page. And that's not all because Squarespace is also the destination for features. Mm -hmm. Let's say you are displaying your wares, like your art. Their galleries are really amazing and they have different options they have like a light box you can have a dark background a light background you probably don't know what i'm talking about but when you get there you will and you can do e-commerce so you can sell your product online you can do scheduling calendar scheduling in case you provide a service that needs to be booked there's all sorts of analytics mailing lists blogs everything you could imagine you know what my one criticism of squarespace is what is that there are a lot of businesses that exist now that probably shouldn't (laughs) it's true because they have beautiful websites they make a too easy yeah they get ahead because of their beautiful website exactly so head to squarespace.com slash shandy for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code shandy to get 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain again that's squarespace.com slash shandy for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code shandy for 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain so charlene andy we are nearing our 200th episode of this podcast and for the majority of those episodes i have worn these pants Mm -hmm. your code earth pants made from viscose from bamboo. They're so soft. They're squishy soft. And I don't mean to belabor this point, but look at the color of these pants. Yeah, so- Where's the fading? Yeah. Where's the pilling? Black is the day we bought them. Usually black, especially black lounge pants that, you know, you wear them a lot. So you wash them a lot. We've washed those a ton. No pilling, no fading. They look brand new. And the same can be said for their bed sheets. Yeah. Their bed sheets, which we are obsessed oh. with, they never seem to pill. They don't rip. They still look so great. They're unbelievably soft. I want Cozy to make everything in the house. I want them to make everything that I wear. So I'm always swaddled. Swaddled. And softness. Be sustainable swaddled. softness, by the way, because bamboo is a more sustainable fabric than almost every other fabric you're going to find on your bed. And Cozy Earth has been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row. They are her favorite bed sheets. We're talking Oprah. And most brands, they'll screw something up at some point. Like Oprah, like, oh, we got to we got to get rid of that one. <laughs> Five years. Five years. Mm -hmm. And Oprah, of all people, can afford way more expensive sheets than Cozy Earth. So let's talk about the downside of Cozy Earth. I honestly can't think of any. That was a joke. And as an added bonus, the cherry on top is that their sheets are temperature regulating. Mm -hmm. You have stopped sweating at night because of that. And let me tell you something. I do not miss the feeling of waking up in a cold sweat. So right now, our listeners, the Shandies, can save 35% on Cozy Earth. But hurry, this New Year's offer ends soon. Go to CozyEarth.com slash Shandy and be sure to enter promo code Shandy at checkout to save 35%. CozyEarth.com slash Shandy. So now it's the evening. Brooklyn tells Zach about her family who 
he would meet. She says he wouldn't be meeting her biological dad, but rather her grandpa. Mm. He stepped in when her dad stepped out. And she says that her grandfather is her hero. Zach says he sounds like an incredible man. And Andy here, you said too bad. I'll never get to meet him. We knew Brooklyn would be going home. Oh, yeah. I just didn't. I no. think Brooklyn, they wanted to give Brooklyn... A, like a proper exit because of her, yeah. you know, her tragic story. Yeah. And I, th- I think that it wasn't, they didn't feel they'd be doing her justice by just sending her home at a rose ceremony. I feel like there's a lot of politics with these final few yeah, one-on-ones. I agree. Yeah. And I would say, yeah, final seven up to like two or three. I think there is a lot of politics. Yeah. But I mean, who doesn't like Brooklyn? Brooklyn's you great. Wanna, you want to hug Brooklyn. Yeah. Zach asks if Brooklyn has fears about this being a lot for her family. And she says she truly sees a future with him. And so she's ready. I gotta say, like, eh, I'd never really saw it with Brooklyn. I didn't either. I'm amazed she made it this far. Yeah. I like her. I really and I'm like happy Brooklyn. she made it this yeah. far. But I didn't see it happening with Zach. Yeah. Zach says he needs a second and excuses himself. Always a good sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he says he doesn't feel the confidence she seems to feel. And if he isn't sure, who is he to be in that house meeting these important people in her life? <laughs> I mean. Okay. I know. I mean, I agree with all this. I just don't. I think Zach probably never wanted to take her on this day in the first place. Yeah. I think that Zach is is sort of in no man's land. Mm. He's kind of taking some production cues now and he's resisting some. But in the end, he knows who he's picking and mm-hmm. everything else is going through the motions. And Zach's not good at going through the motions, ironically. Yeah. Because it seems like he's always going through the motions. <laughs> but when it comes to actually getting down to business and going through the motions, yeah. not that good. Not his strength. He returns now, says he's been struggling that day. He doesn't know why it hasn't been clicking he doesn't know why it hasn't been clicking. He knows. He wants to be fully sure going into meeting her family. She deserves the love he can't give her. She cries here. She says as much as it hurts, she respects that about him, that he can be so upfront and honest. He walks her out. She says it felt so good to feel so strongly about someone so great. He starts to cry now and off she goes. Yeah. To the rodeo. To <laughs> Back to the rodeo. Uh, and back at the hotel, as her bag is taken off, the ladies do that thing they always do where they're yeah. like... They hide their face. They hide their huge smiles. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's not fair. No, Some of them are friends. <laughs> I mean, even I think Charity and Brooklyn were super close, yeah, but yeah, even yeah. Charity did it. I think that sometimes you, when you're shocked and even upset shocked. You do smile. You do smile. And they know by now that if you have the slightest up curl in your mouth they're gonna zoom in on it and make yeah. you look bad so we were just, just talking just smart <laughs> reminds me of the q a we just recorded that will be released in three weeks or so mm-hmm. where we talked about tickling and when you get tickled you laugh you yeah. start laughing uncontrollably but you're not laughing out of joy or happiness no you're it's like, actually it you're very upset mm-hmm. laughing is like just a physical response yeah it's like a coping mechanism and i do think that you do often laugh in situations like this and even if they are upset, you know, not to to suggest that they're evil people, even if they are upset about Brooklyn leaving, the reaction might be to have a big smile mm-hmm. on your face. Yeah. And and I see why they covered that up. Yeah. But I bet if you took their hands away, it'd be like this. <laughs> okay, so now it's the next evening. It's the rose ceremony. No cocktail party. I love that. Yeah. I don't like cocktail parties. No. No <laughs> one likes to the rose no, ceremony. Just get to it. Zach arrives and basically says, I'm sorry, this will be a tough one. That's like his speech. Mm, he was right. Oof. So the roses go to Ariel and Charity. I mean, we were pretty shook. 
Shall we talk about this? Get okay. to the end of it and then discuss. Okay. So outside, Kat asks why he says he's so sorry. And once again, she goes, why? And I, we're all asking why too. Yeah. And for once, I got to say, I really care to know the answer. Oftentimes when someone's like, why? I'm like, why? You know, just, just leave. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Don't ask why. <laughs> yeah. But in this case, I was like, I really want to hear what he says to this, even though I know it won't be satisfying. And he says the past couple of weeks, something changed. He couldn't see a confident future in them. And she says she pushed hard because she believed in them and she tried. So, so off cat goes. That's it. Okay, we'll discuss in a second. Zach tells Jesse, if someone had asked him at that time, if he'd be meeting her family, he would have said for sure. So what the hell happened But no here? explanation. Shall we discuss? I mean, we talked about it a little earlier. I, okay, I'm not going to try to get any sort of I told you so here. <laughs> but, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it. Go I for it. So. I did say in our recap with Emma and Claire. Yeah, episode four. I did say that I felt that the story of Kat giving about her being kind of a runaway uh-huh. as a teenager soured him. Mm. I don't think he wants anything to do with any baggage. Mm. Zero. Zero baggage. And I felt that he turned in that moment. Yeah, Even I, though we saw that as a sob story where like he was like, oh, now I really feel closer to you, but you were being vulnerable and all that BS. Yeah. No, I think he was like, runaway teenage runaway Mm-mm, not what i'm signing up for and i think that's how little it takes for him to turn not to give you further i told you so because i don't think that that's the only reason i no, think if you cared about cat enough but i do remember you saying that his you saw his expression change when she shared that there was sort of yeah. like a darkening of his expression yeah it was and, we, and zach as much as he's sort of poker faced, he really does give himself away at moments like that I mean, maybe that was a factor. I, first of all, I love being wrong. I love being wrong. We thought Kat was going to win until last week, and we were like, what the hell is going on? I do love being kept on my toes in that I think this show's way more interesting to watch when you really don't know who's going to win. But nonetheless, this is falling in the same camp as no. Greer. Christina. First impression rose. Uh, Christina, less so, honestly. But to me, like Greer, Jess, and Kat fall in this category of at one point he was really excited about this person and then lost interest and that's it. That's it. That's there's, it. No, there's no explanation. Mm. Yesterday's news. Yesterday's news and he just almost can't be bothered. It's almost yeah. like he's annoyed that he has to even explain why. Can't? Isn't it enough to just say something changed? No, it's not enough when you're Bachelor. It's not enough. It's a show. He has to have respect for the show. Yeah. Or at least the producers have to. Some producer should have been like, Zach, you're not going to sleep until you explain to us why you did this. Mm, I wonder if it's just not PC. Like his reasoning is not PC. Like, oh, I realized that something about her annoys well, me. That's my point. Is, yeah. Is him saying, well, you know, when I heard she was a runaway as a teenager, <laughs> I'm not having that. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. He's like, you want the truth? I'll give you the truth. Uh, and then we'd be calling him a dick so you know i guess he's in a lose-lose situation yeah but uh i felt for cat because i I bought this i bought that he was really into her and he even admitted that he was Mm -hmm. he said something changed something something changed i just something uh. changed what changed (laughs) I, you know, maybe there's something to what you were saying that he knows he's picking Katie yeah. and like, let's just thin the 
the thicket. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. clear the forest no, you a thin little. thin the thicket. It's the old <laughs> saying, thinning the thicket goes back generations. But I will say this to his credit again, because I like to give Zach credit because I think there's a good guy there. I think we've been very fair with Zach. When we think he does something silly, we call him out on it. Yeah. And when we think he does something good, we give him credit. And we hated him episode one and then loved him episode two. Yeah. We're fair. Yeah. So that being said, I do think that Zach is trying to save the people that he actually kind of likes, like B+. Mm-hmm. And he's knocking them out before the hometowns. I don't think he wants Kat to face a hometown rejection, but I think he's okay with Charity and Gabby and Ariel facing a hometown rejection. Mm. No. The way he sent her home was, it didn't really feel like he cared that much. I kind of agree with you. Yeah. Like he had that look in his face. Like I said last week when he sent Jess home and, you know, when he lost interest in Greer and Christina Mandrell and Bailey and Brianna, he had that look in his face he gets when he no longer gives a shit about a person. Well, you know what then? Maybe it was Brooklyn who falls into that category. Mm, maybe. Where he didn't want to give her a hometown rejection. Mm. He cared about her too much. Oh. But I feel like all leads end up in that place. Oh, Am yeah. I wrong? Totally. No, and we're not faulting him. Like, this is part of his job description. Yeah. I think that, I think what scares me about Zach is the high to low. Because you always get a bachelor who has to send people home around this time. But you, in that case, we never really saw it. But he was, he was really excited about some of these women. And I think it just sort of gives me the, like, ugh. Not about him specifically, but about, you know, we talked about in episode four, the lyrics from that song, wake up and it's still with you, Christopher Cross. Yeah. That idea that one day he wakes up and he's just not into her anymore. And I realize that that's how a lot of people are, but especially men in dating. It just makes me uneasy. Like, I don't know how else to put it. And we're asking him to explain something that maybe he simply can't. It's it just not... makes me feel uncomfortable to think he can go from liking someone so much to suddenly not. And there's no can reason I, why. Can I be perfectly honest with you? Sure. If someone on national TV interviewed me about all the women mm-hmm. that I've dated who I lost interest with and moved on. Yeah. It would be a nightmare. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess you'd be like, how do I word this in a delicate way? There's no way to do but it. But can you, okay, so, but since we do have you here. Oh, dear. Without naming names, of it, like, name the top three reasons why you've gone from being super into a girl to super not. And Honestly. Don't, it, and don't be afraid of sounding like a dick. You're just being honest. Uh, like, did she just start to annoy you? I, she I talked feel, too much? Can I, can I did you, she had bad I, breath? Like, Can I tell you something? What? I now feel deeply for Zach. This is horrible. I don't want to do this. I don't want to even gameplay this. Oh, really? Give me three. Just no. give three generic ones. Like, I can give some for the guys that I've lost. Catchphrase. <laughs> okay. No catchphrases. So you I don't it. want to catch yeah, phrase. You- Honestly, a general emotional disconnect. Okay. And that's not to say they're not deeply emotional. Yeah. There's an emotional disconnect between me and them. Okay. You're just not or, connecting... Or, I and her. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. But seriously, it's usually an emotional. There's like, we're on different emotional planes. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe they're more emotional than me. Yeah. Or, or I don't know, or not emotional enough. Okay. I, I don't know. It's, it's either emotions, catchphrases, or something physical got lost. Okay. Yeah. Like like physical, meaning like the kissing just didn't... The kissing, like there was something... It's just like the smells that like you become... Like it's like a food you liked. Yeah. And then suddenly someone's cooking it in the kitchen. And you're like, I don't like that smell anymore. You just don't know why. You're just sick of it. You're okay. done. Okay. And I'm not, it's just, it's terrible. I'm sure no. women have felt the same no, about me. No, They're like, no, I don't so, want this fucking no. guy in my bed anymore. He smells. <laughs> no, these okay. are the facts of life. You know, I'm going to join you on this and, and also put myself in your shoes. And I also, I suppose we'll feel a little bad for Zach in this, but I'm going to do the same thing. Hmm. I have lost interest in guys for reasons varying from me thinking that there was good banter on, on like dates one or two. And then after that, realizing that it was just kind of like clunky and I mm. wasn't laughing. And it was sort of like the realization of that. Oh, one time I like was super into this guy. Like we went on several dates and finally he had me over one time and he played a lot of his own music for oh, me boy. and oh, it wasn't boy. good. Oh, I didn't like oh. it. I didn't respect it, but he would like, when I wanted to just make a comment on it or like even say, I thought it was good. He would like shush me to be like, Oh, listen to this part. Oh dear. Like he was like really in his own music. Oh. And I was like, Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> and let me think there's, there's some more, <laughs> like I'm realizing you're right. It doesn't sound good to yeah, say all this. The, you sound like a horrible person in the, in the end. It's this kind of intangible thing where you just don't feel like you it. don't feel together with the world. Mm -hmm. Like when you're with the right person, you feel like you're one with the world. Like you're part of planet Earth. Yeah. When you're not with the right person, there's a disconnect. You feel alone. Yeah. You feel isolated. Yeah. You don't feel connected. And sometimes it's it's just a thing. It's like you can't put words to it. It's yeah. just not the chemistry is not there. Yeah. Why does a carbon molecule like to bond with an oxygen molecule? Uh -huh. I don't know. It's a great question, actually. Yeah. Why does it? No, you're right. There's actually probably a good scientific explanation. But I'm saying you just don't know what it is most of the time. Mm. Or it's not PC to say it out loud. I mean, at the end of the day, as we've said in other episodes, there's nothing PC about attraction and dating. I couldn't agree more. In some ways, you could argue that this is really representative of what dating is. I'd say it's way more PC than actual dating. So in conclusion, oh my God, have we really come full circle and to the point where we just understand Zach so I deeply? I, I empathize with Zach here. Mm. I think. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, assuming mm. he's not a total psycho. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, when these reasons happen in our real lives, we're not the bachelor or bachelorette. All I'll say is that as a, a viewer, it's unsatisfying. Agreed. Yes. But how easy is it as a viewer yeah. to say you're a bad guy for doing that compared mm -hmm. to how hard it is as the lead to do it perfectly? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's true. <laughs> And in closing, okay. I will say this about The Bachelor and Survivor, okay. which I like to bring up a lot. I think the final four, three, four, five, whatever you want to call it, of those two shows oftentimes is not the real final three, four, or five. Uh -huh. That's all I'm going to say. We've rambled long enough. Yeah, that was a good ramble. That brings us to our credits. It's just Katie and Gabby in a bubble bath acting out hometown scenarios. Like, how well do you know Gabby? This was pretty cute. Yeah, it was cute. And now, Andy, for your A game, who wins your A game this week? I'm going to give it to The Mentalist. <laughs> if I was going to go home with one person, it would be The Mentalist. Tremendous game. I he mean, got me. 
Yeah, he certainly had good game. I mean, if you think about the amount of time he had to work with, compare his performance to the witch last week. He really, I feel like, is going to get more work out of this. Meanwhile, that witch, I don't know if she's getting hired again. Comparing him to the witch is a little unfair. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she was an actual witch. I'm questioning her credentials. I like to see her witching papers. Okay, now time for our word watch, Andy. There were two husbands. Two. And how many correct guesses? 151. And our winner is Amber R. Perry. Congratulations. You are the winner of $100 to one of my all-time favorite Etsy shops, Furano Studio. Please email us by this Friday at midnight to claim your prize. And Andy, what is the word for next week? The word for next week is the incorrect usage of the word I. (laughs) So that can be Zach and I's connection. Correct. Like something with Zach and I. Zach and I, when it should be Zach and me. Right. Okay. All right. Or, or, uh, yeah, Any, any incorrect usage of I. So if you would like to join in the Shandy Word Watch Fund and have a chance to win, same prize as last week, $100 in lovely jewelry. One of my all-time favorite Etsy shops, Ferrano Studio. Her stuff is beautiful. It's gold-filled and gold-plated. Pretty much every ring you see me wearing other than my engagement ring is from her. And yeah, 100 bucks in jewelry. For you and I to enjoy. <laughs> So you can guess the number of times you predict the word I will be used incorrectly in episode eight by guessing either below this YouTube video or over on the Instagram post for this recap. You will comment using the numeral of your guess. You won't write out the word. You must include, I just think word watch. Word watch. Oh, yeah, just don't don't. Oh, write don't incorrect. say, oh, do not yeah. put I in there. It's going to cause all sorts of trouble. Yeah, so just word watch. And then the number. number. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You must do so by this Friday at midnight. And if you guess correctly, you will be entered in a draw and one name will be plucked and that person will win the grand prize. Yes. Yay. Woo. <laughs> Things are getting interesting. Oh, yeah. Okay. Finally, Andy. With an I. <laughs> and finally, Andy, our predictions. We're just going to do this together because we have the exact same predictions. So yeah, in our first place we think katie's winning obviously by a landslide landslide i don't think we need to explain this much but i do have to point out zach really had one second one-on-one to work with and it's in budapest this is a great one-on-one he gives it to katie that is extremely telling he tipped us yeah and we know gabby got the princess date usually the princess date person goes very far but i think you know this is a valuable one-on-one date she's not trapped in the hotel she's not just trapped in getting her mind read by a mentalist you know this is a high value he wants to give this to someone he really cares about he gave it to katie no question in second we both have gabby yeah i think he really likes gabby strong second strong second yeah. certainly the dark horse of the season considering yes, where she started um but she i thought she was gonna get knocked off like night two yeah she did yeah yeah i i do like their rapport i think they're really cute together i just think that katie and zach it's just how could he ever send her home no it's not happening okay and in third we both have ariel yeah close call honestly ariel could be number two but i don't think so mm. i think she's too different <laughs> Uh, in a good way we love us some ariel Ariel. and finally we think going home next week is charity yes okay anything you want to add andy no i'm just i'm getting excited we're getting to the part where it actually becomes real yeah especially when a season is this unpredictable yeah 
I mean, we think Katie's winning yeah. at this point. But at one point, we did think Kat was winning. So we got to give Zach credit in a sure, way, yeah. I suppose. He said to Jesse at the top of this episode that he keeps looking for things in Katie that would be like red flags or something that would. That's what I said about you. <laughs> to Jesse. We were talking. Oh, my God. I forgot to tell you this. I had a dream about Jesse last night. A sex dream? No. Huh. It was a hosting dream. Oh. Like we were talking about hosting wow. this show together. That's uh, not that exciting. It was really weird. Yeah. It was something, I think that I was given lines right before I had to deliver them. And then he was like giving me pointers. Oh, that's cute actually. Yeah. I no, like it was that. a very wholesome nice. dream. You like Jesse. Oh, big fan. Yeah, we big like fan. Jesse. Yeah. I like Jesse too. I have a little man crush on Jesse. Yeah. I don't like to talk about it, <laughs> but it's there. Okay. All right. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you. And that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews. Tell your friends and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye bye. Dear Shandy.